chapter four of the love of landry by paul lawrence dunbar this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter fourth the ranch to which they were destined lay about one hundred miles south and west of denver and after a day's rest they set out therefore the train took them within eight miles of the place and at the station they were to take wagon to the end of their journey mildred declared herself better already the sights were all so new to her the rolling illimitable plains then the great bleak mountains standing up like hoary sentinels guarding the land it's magnificent she breathed this is geography realized the rockies wait until you get to going over those roads in a wagon team though don't pour cold water now papa let me go on enjoying when i may so that i shall have something to remember when i may not go on child and store up numerous memories for you'll need them said her father banteringly every turn of the train disclosed new beauties to the girl's wondering eyes before her lay the panorama of mountain and cloud time and time again she found herself puzzled to tell which was vapour and which was rock first the brown foothills shrouded in a purple haze and behind them range after range rising in snow-garmented grandeur when they arrived at the station a young man came forward to meet them his dress was in no way remarkable not at all in the extravagant style which the illustrators of fiction had made familiar to mildred's eyes and she had time to notice that he had a pleasing face although it was much browned and a good grey eye before he said this is mr osborne that's my name sir i suppose you are hendrickson no mr hendrickson was unable to come and so sent me in his place our buckboard is just here at the end of the platform unable to come mused mildred mentally hum that is not dialect and here's aunt ansley's cowboy at last i wonder where his pistols are she laughed to herself as she thought of her aunt looking askance at the young man who was with them she turned to look at him and his eyes were fastened on her face impertinence thought mildred he'd better attend to his own business i'm right though he has got good eyes such a soft grey here we are said the young man quickly as they approached the vehicle a large easy two-seated affair to which two wiry horses were harnessed he offered mildred his hand but she gave her father her arm and stepped in mr osborne and the young man followed the latter clucked to the horses and they trotted away the road lay for a while between widely scattered houses and shacks then it broke away into the open country where the bridges across the ditches were precarious and the sight of a human being a novel thing 
it was a silent party for a strange embarrassment had fallen on the girl and she replied to her father's bantering advances with none of her pretty retorts and tricks finally mr osborne turned to the driver and said you've quite a place out here my friend hopkins tells me pretty fair yes i've known hopkins for a great many years even before he had any interests at all in the west yes i suppose he seldom visits you very seldom whenever he has spoken of his place here he has always said that this man hendrickson filled the bill completely yes hendrickson is a good man i suppose you've been in his employ for some time just the ghost of a smile crossed the young man's brow as he answered yes i've been here for some little while what do you do that is mostly mildred was nudging her father but he was determined to be friendly oh almost anything i just knock around generally oh after this unproductive attempt at conversation mr osborne lapsed into silence surely if the rest of the people on the ranch were no more loquacious they would have a dull time of it well mildred had come out for climate not for conversation the young lady herself kept her eyes straight before her she did not like the taciturnity of their driver in face of her father's genial overtures it is all of a piece with the mistaken idea of democracy and equality in the west she thought the idea has run wild independence has been superseded by insolence and every laborer is so afraid of being put upon that his attitude is one of aggression or defiance toward his superiors and she grew inwardly angry as she felt that the young man was looking at her out of the corner of his eye that's just the trouble her thoughts went on he has been partly educated and that's what keeps him from knowing his place now in england it would be different a servant would be respectful at least even nina is better well we are different in the east i think you'll like it out here said the driver after you get used to the silence and she relented a little towards him perhaps he was only embarrassed after all of course there were not many modest men she had never seen one but then she had heard that there were such things i'm sure i shall like it said her father i need a little silence after the bustle and buzz of new york i should think you would with this little talk he drew up at the entrance of an enclosure and leaping down flung open a long barred gate through this the horses walked and then waited until he closed it when they resumed their journey up a road the counterpart of the former one save that it lay through fenced ground they must have proceeded about a mile when they came to a broad low house there was the barking of dogs within as the wagons stopped and a big man who would have been fair but for the son's care came running out to meet them he was followed by a plump little woman how do you do mr osborne said the man this is hendrickson said the driver as they alighted how do you do mr hendrickson said mr osborne and this is my daughter miss mildred osborne i've heard much of you from my friend hopkins we think a great deal of mr hopkins out here although we don't often see him this is my wife he added as they neared the smiling little woman mr osborne bowed and mildred shook hands with her she felt glad to see the face of another woman besides the silent maid come right in 
then hendrickson went on laughingly i hope you haven't had any trouble with landry on the road with landry said mr osborne questioningly oh yes i don't reckon he's introduced himself to you that's just like him to drive eight miles with people and never say who he is landry mildred turned in time to see the driver who was about going off with the team flush beneath his tan will he dare to introduce him that's what he's going to do she thought well this is too much of western democracy the young fellow had left his charges and strolled up not without a certain grace in his bearing this is our mr landry mr and miss osborne mildred's bow was very slight i shall give him special charge of your pleasure and comfort he is better able to take care of you than i am so they went into the house and landry went about his work the plump little woman took charge of mildred and showed her to their rooms there were four for her father herself and nina plainly furnished but comfortable mr landry mused the girl as her maid was making her comfortable and he is to provide for our pleasure nina shall be my proxy there even on a ranch one must draw the line somewhere jack one of the men was leading the horses away from the wagon when he turned to landry and said great gal i tell you what a face to what jack stopped if ever i hear you speak that way of that young lady again i'll break every bone in your body said the young man calmly End of chapter four